0: people have made some life and death choices because they were trying to keep themselves warm. Oh no, we just lost oh, power. You just, and we just lost power again at my <laughs> house. Mayor, I am so sorry. Yeah. That's uh Mayor uh that's the mayor of uh, of Houston. And he's doing this interview. And in the middle of it, the power goes out, and people are wondering whether or not uh, they turn the lights out on purpose. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's Mayor Turner, Sylvester Turner, and he's he's doing a chat with somebody, right? And the and the lights go off. Oh no, we've lost power, but you're still chatting. There's still an internet connection. There's still some Wi-Fi or something going on, <laughs> but you lost power. And people are like, "Oh, this this looks like a this looks like a beautiful, lovely, made-for-TV moment, all oh, beginning to end." Uh, I look. Things in Texas are getting a, a, a little bit better. I'm going to share with you the latest of what's going on, and also the commentary from Chuck Schumer gonna gonna make you sick and make you scream i'll get to that coming up but first a lot of people talking about the supreme court because they are still not going to hear cases regarding pennsylvania they just won't do it supreme court turns away two republican appeals over the mail-in ballot deadline changes and clarence thomas is just all about the dissent Now, a lot of people are focused on this statement. We are fortunate that many of the cases we have seen alleged only improper rule changes, not fraud. But that observation provides only small comfort. An election free from strong evidence of systemic fraud is not alone sufficient for election confidence. Also important is the assurance that fraud will not go undetected. And he is actually referring to a lawsuit against the Federal Election Commission. So people are taking this an election free from strong evidence of systemic fraud is not alone sufficient for election confidence. And there's a uh, Kyle Cheney. He's with NBC, right? No, Politico is, is Kyle Cheney completely missing the moment because his point is that the absence of evidence of fraud could just prove that fraud was hard to detect. No, 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 no. If you put it in context with the entirety. Of his, of his statements about Pennsylvania. He is asking the question clearly and he wrote it so. One wonders what this court waits for. We failed to settle this, this, this dispute before the election and thus provide clear rules. Now we again fail to provide clear rules for future elections. The decision to leave election law hidden beneath the shroud of doubt is baffling his argument seems to me that we exist to solve this problem and we can or at least give the guidance necessary for pennsylvania to solve it on its own why don't we for what reason do we fail to do so It makes no sense at all, none, that they won't hear these cases. It made no sense that they didn't hear it before. You'll remember that, I believe it was Alito and Thomas, who said, why aren't we hearing this case, what was it, December? The months run into each other, it could be. It could have been January, it could have been under November, forgive me. And their argument was not that we're going to say, oh my gosh, look at this fraud, but rather that they believe that the court's job, part of their responsibility, is to mediate disputes between the states. So when Texas is suing, and people are like, oh, this is ridiculous. Well, first, I'm not a believer that it was ridiculous. Let's go over it just a little bit. If in Pennsylvania, the judicial usurped the legislative, changing the rules and not leaving it to the legislature to decide the manner of the election. And when votes are counted, etc., for example, waiting three days before collecting all the votes, etc., allowing this extension, if that's not the legislature and that's the judicial, that's a violation as I see it. Certainly of what we consider to be election law, certainly what we consider to be uh, how the Electoral College decides. So when Pennsylvania, when Texas goes about that lawsuit, aren't they saying and aren't they in the right to say that their voters were disenfranchised now i say yes somebody else may say no you know where you bring conversations like that to the supreme court and they didn't take the case not taking a case is different than a case being settled and i believe the supreme court failed at that moment now, in in this uh, situation here, you had Justice Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch. They wanted to hear the cases. Justice Roberts went with the liberals, which of course he did. Amy Coney Barrett did not participate because the cases preceded her swearing in. Right? She didn't feel that that that, that there wasn't a place for her within it. Okay, I can I can absolutely positively respect that i don't know where kavanaugh was i am not sure where kavanaugh was on 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 the case i i wish i wish i had a clue i really wish i did their argument though or i should say thomas's argument is absolutely solid by doing nothing we invite further confusion and erosion of voter confidence our fellow citizens deserve better and expect more from us i respectfully dissent He's right. it's been very interesting if if you know the history of, of Clarence Thomas at all, never mind uh, the horror show uh, that he was put through um, you know to get on the court something he referred to and that was that was led that committee was led by Joe Biden, Senator Joe Biden of Delaware at the time and he referred to it as a high-tech lynching. I mean, you go back. I was not cognizant enough of what was going on at the time. But you go back and over his confirmation, it's just ugly as sin. Ugly as sin. I mean, really, really dirty stuff. But if you know anything about Clarence Thomas as a, as a as a jurist, as a justice, I should say, you would know that for the majority of his career on the Supreme Court, he never asked a question. He didn't ask questions on uh, of. Of people, you know, litigating in front of him. I'll say litigating for lack of a better word. Lawyers don't yell at me. He didn't ask. He just listened. Over the past couple of years, he's asking questions. And I wonder if that is because he's now a more senior... He might be the most senior member, outside of Breyer. uh, The most senior member of that court. And he wants to you know kind of you know develop for people hey here's here's how I've, I've seen them all baby here's how it should be done right maybe it's because he thinks maybe they they lack it and, and ability to think in this in this properly objective form that focuses on what the constitution says and what they're dealing with maybe because he's just had enough and maybe it's just you know what he's changed and now he does it this way but he's right. Of course they should have heard the case. They should have heard it then, and they should have heard it now. And they don't. This is not like Second Amendment cases, where for a long time the court just simply does not hear Second Amendment cases. And it's very, very frustrating. Except we may actually be better off for it, because if they hear a case and you don't know how the court's going to go, things can get very ugly very quick, and the next thing you know, you're outright right you're done you're finished you got you got nothing so maybe even though it's frustrating we are our beneficiaries of them not taking these cases not here not here he's absolutely right and as for justice roberts I, it's it's not i don't know if it's cowardice it is this continued uh kind of weird masturbatory fantasy that he wants to keep the court from being political. And he has, in his tenure, made the court absolutely political. I'm Tony Katz.